Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lights Out F1 podcast. I'm Patrick. Uh, that's Claire, and that's Jakob. Uh, we had Austria yesterday. Uh, the track just got lengthened, so we'll see. We'll see it till 2030. Uh, real quick, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, like one out of ten on the race weekend as a whole. Race weekend as a whole, probably like a seven. Mm-hmm. Jakob. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, race weekend as a whole, I gave it five. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like the main race, and well, yeah. the only exciting part was the sprint. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was say, if you had to separate the main race and like the main part of the weekend from Saturday, like how would you rate Saturday itself? Saturday, I mean, as a Lando fan, <laughs> it was hard to watch. But um, yeah, so I'd say that was probably like a seven as well, though. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's got to be higher then because that's what's bringing the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'll say that's an eight, and then the main race is like a I six. Get the, I get the sprint weekend like a. I get the sprint part probably a good nine. Jakob, what about you? I gave it a I gave it a nine. I yeah. thought it was it was exciting. Yeah. Um, it produced a lot better racing than yeah. than the race. <laughs> so like the twenty four. Well, yeah, that's because yeah, yeah. Well, just because like yeah, Max is actually challenged a little bit. Yeah, it felt like the first twenty four laps. That's what made it exciting. Them, yeah, it felt like the first twenty four laps of the main race literally felt like the sprint race, and then after that, it kind of just tailed off and people were yeah. kind of settling into positions. Um, but let's just run through the teams. Uh, not much to talk about Red Bull, but let's talk about Checo. Um, actually finally had a really decent drive even though he had to come back quite a bit through uh his qualifying uh came back to finish on the podium so we finally see him there uh what are you guys thoughts on his weekend as a whole like do you think this is a permanent bounce back in form or is it just austria well i think that you know his qualifying is very different than his race pace um so he's been qualifying poorly right but then his his race pace is always there because he's like He's in a Red Bull, so if you can't make up the gap, then like, there's something really, really wrong. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he'll get some confidence from the podium, um, even though he didn't get to celebrate it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that it's like a permanent bounce back, um, and that he'll do well in, in Silverstone. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's. I think it's. It's a. It's the start of a bounce back. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see how he goes in Silverstone. We've got like three or four teams bringing upgrades. Yeah. And we all know Max is going to be 30 seconds off in the distance. So, how is he going to compete with McLaren for our, Well, not McLaren. Forget about McLaren. For oh, our Mercedes hey. and McLaren. Hey. We'll get to the next It's the start of a bounce back. I think he could have got second place. I think the whole thing with science, he, it should have taken him less time, but he. I mean, it was, it's a start of a bounce back. Yeah. Um, we'll just talk about Ferrari since they seem like they're the second place team after today. Uh, I mean, really good for race for them. Um, we'll get to the penalties in a bit because that's quite a whole other discussion. But I feel like just as a uh, on merit, it was a really good race for them. Uh, how do you guys th- uh, feel about like you know them bringing continuous upgrades over these next couple of races and like the way that it looks today compared to what it might look like uh, next week? You know. Ferrari's still a long way off. Uh, the pit team did try to kind of screw them up a little bit with that double stack. That was mm-hmm. an interesting call. I feel like Sainz got the, the poor side of that one. Um, they both had slow stops. Yep. and uh, But, I mean, I, there's potential there, obviously, because they they got uh, their two and three, but then two and four. So they jumped up. I was looking at the standings, and I'm like, okay, 
Ferrari's like in it again, potentially. You know, if they have a couple more uh, finishes like this, they can definitely make a charge for P3. Definitely be in the, the fight. Yep. Quick question Is my mic still staticky? Or is it good now? Yeah. It's still staticky? No, it's still, yeah. Uh, one second. No. How about now? Yeah, no, it's fine now. Okay. All right, go ahead, Yuck. Um. Yeah, I don't know. For, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a good weekend for them as a whole. I think um, it's like they got, uh, I don't know, where did, I don't know where Science ended up after the penalties, but um, six. Okay. still, still oh, on third, still third and sixth, so good points. Second, um, second, no? second, yeah, Leclerc got second. And I think also track specific again. The as Mercedes has never really gone well at Austria, they've done well this track for some reason. Um, you know, you can look back at the history and say that it, uh, the track, the cars, the tracks just never suited the car, but you know, credit where it's due, they did well. Strategy was executed, uh, to perfection, maybe not, but uh, at a good enough at a good enough level where they got P2. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how Silver, how they go into Silverstone and uh, with. With a more competitive uh, yeah. landscape with Mercedes and Aston, but yeah, good good race for them overall. Yeah, um, it seems. Like Question: What the heck is going on with Mercedes? Oh, I'm about to get there. Um, I know, but like, what the heck? Photos so like, actually, I know it's a bad car. Just drive it. Um, <laughs> so Mercedes and Aston Martin kind of felt like they're in the same situation this weekend. Uh, they're both cars that produce an obscene amount of downforce, but. There's also the problem of those cars produce too much of it at times, and it grinds their tires a lot faster than other people's. Um, Mercedes kind of got rid of that problem at the start of the year. Now they don't have enough of it, and they're working their way back towards it. And I feel like at a track like this, it becomes very apparent who has enough downforce and who doesn't. Um, but I'm kind of curious, Jakob, since you're the Mercedes fan here, uh, what do you think about Mercedes' current car? Obviously, you're optimistic about Silverstone since you're bringing an upgrade, but what do, how do you feel about like their current car and like the fact that Toto is actually still calling it like not the greatest thing on the planet? We, I think you can't look at it as um, you can't look at it as a car that's gonna like yes, it's been competitive, it's got some podiums, mm. but it's the baseline, right? They said like when they brought this new concept that it's the baseline from which we start. Uh, developing so any baseline car, with the exception of the Red Bull car, yeah. is going to be not great. Like so, like they haven't gotten the upgrade since the since the new concept change. Yeah, and they've never gone well in Austria. It's always been sort of a shit show for them in Austria. They've retired, Bottas retired from the race. Hamilton and Russell have both punted people off in the race. Penalties. It's always been a bad race, even in 2020. I think the first race of the season was at Austria. They Hamilton had a penalty and lost. I think it was Lando's first podium in F1. So they've never gone well in Austria. So I, I'm chalking it up to the baseline. Like the up, the car didn't work well, and Silverstone is where we start seeing. Because I think I read somewhere they're bringing a whole new. It's a whole new car again, like new side pods, upgraded side pods, and a bunch of new stuff. So. We'll see how they go in Silverstone. I think one, you can't define the success in a lot, like the how good a team does and how bad a team does um, by one race. So I think you know they started off well in Canada and Barcelona. So we'll see how they go and we'll see what the new what the upgrade brings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but also like I'm kind of well. First, Claire, how do you feel about you know Mercedes weekend as a whole? Um, 
Lewis got put back into P8 after the post-race penalties, so George finished in front of him, uh, kind of breaking that streak of Lewis finishing in front of George for the past four races. So how do you feel about their weekend as a whole? And uh, Yeah, I mean, they had, like, an okay qual. Well, they didn't even have a good qualifying, to be honest. George didn't make Q3, and... Uh, I don't know. I just felt like the whole weekend they started on the back foot and they never really kind of came through it. Uh, and then I don't even know what happened with the sprint shootout. They were just like down there. I don't know. I just felt like they were just like never really challenging for for good points. They were, you know, kind of worried about McLaren or Lando from <laughs> and uh, and Aston Martin. And then like the Ferraris and Red Bulls weren't really their target this weekend. So it was kind of sad. So I'm kind of curious, uh, real quick, uh, do you guys think that, I, mean, I feel like, you know, we don't really have much to talk about with Aston Martin, it's kind of the same situation, do you think this is one of those situations that we were kind of expecting in a sprint weekend where Mercedes and Aston Martin maybe just didn't get it right with their setup on first try, and you only have one practice session to do so? Possibly, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, like, it's one weekend, everyone's gonna have an off weekend. Yeah, I'm Mercedes but I mean, and this weekend specifically, Ferrari, since there's yeah, this weekend, session. yeah, they, uh-huh. they probably didn't get up the setup right. Mm-hmm. Lewis was dealing with brake issues during the race. I mean, like it's one weekend out of like what eight weekends that they've done pretty well at Mercedes and Aston, mm-hmm. and you know, so if we're gonna talk about bad weekends, you can point out Ferrari and McLaren. So, yes, yes. You know, it's one weekend. It's one weekend, and you know, we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> I don't think it's a big deal for Mercedes and Aston. Yeah, it's not. I, like I still, still like you know, gotta gotta point out where Hell people yeah. struggled. Um, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about a team that didn't struggle. Uh, McLaren. They brought their new upgrade package. That's um, uh, yeah. part of a three race I mean, package. So kind of curious. How do you guys feel about it? Do you guys think that Oscar is going to do just as well with it next week? Uh, like, what do you guys think? Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I mean, obviously, you could tell the difference between the two cars this weekend, but uh, Lando definitely, you know took advantage of it like he became the driver that we know he can be if he has the right car underneath him uh i I think that oscar will definitely do better than he did this weekend in silverstone but i think that lando will still use the car better to his advantage than oscar is going to Mm. that's just a prediction but i'm really glad that there's like upgrades going on and i mean i know Jakob, you said you didn't like the livery that much but i don't think you like any livery when it first comes out that's and true. then you like need some oh, time to get used to it. Yeah. No, I'm just. Yeah. A, I mean, to, I'm just a fan of like the classic chrome livery that Hamilton and Alonso drew. Yeah. No, I know the Vodafone one. Nice yeah. Yeah. Such a nice livery. Done something a little closer to that. Um. um but, but yeah, the first thing nice, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um. McLaren weekend as a whole, yeah, good weekend. At least a good weekend for Lando. Not a really great weekend for Oscar, but you can you can say okay, he didn't have the upgrades. But um, mm. I mean, yeah, All we'll right. see how they go in Silverstone. You know, it's, yeah, uh, Oscar's gonna have the upgrades, so we'll see. I mean, Lando's just gonna be driving the same car, so just more time in the same car. Is Silverstone one of our sprints this year, or no? No, okay. it's not. It's just running. So we're down for Thank a roll again, which means more time for... Thank God. Know, yeah. Honestly. More time for the teams to experiment with their new upgrades. Um, 
a team that is bringing a small upgrade package uh, to Silverstone is Alpine. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we know that they got that $200 million investment from a host of celebrities led by Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I think Michael B. Jordan's in there, and there's some other really big names. But um, they're bringing a small upgrade package. Uh, we know that they're going to be operating close to the budget cap, which means we can expect a lot more upgrades from them coming after the halfway mark of the season. Uh, kind of curious, how do you guys feel about their weekend? Pierre Gasly is on a five-race scoring streak for them. Um, so, how do you yeah. guys feel about it? But, uh, yeah, Esteban, he broke a record that he didn't want to break. Um, he is now the driver that has gotten the most penalties in a race. Um, I, he had five, I think, this yeah. race, right, to beat yeah. the record. Um, Got four or five seconds like, penalty darn, in ten seconds. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the penalties, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, is there really anything to talk about, yeah. kind of, but um, but uh, there is, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I just feel bad, you know. Like well, they still scored points on the weekend, though. They Which scored like one point. A two, right? I think it was two. Two. It was one or two. Okay, way, well, it's still a point, and that's something that a lot of teams are struggling to get right now. No, no, no. I get that. I get that. Um, you know, they were pretty, pretty quiet though. I guess the whole race weekend. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to see what they have for their their package. Um. But I don't want them to compete with McLaren. I need McLaren to catch up. So they're still, they're still, sorry, they're still twenty points ahead of McLaren. So. Yeah, hey, that's just like a podium, okay? Yeah, you just throw Lando on that's a podium, podium or whatever. That doesn't have. And then, <laughs> hey, okay, throw him on a podium. Uh-huh. No points for Alpine in Silverstone. Lando gets a home race podium. Let's go. Unlikely, but you know. You never know. It's so, it Things feels, just it feels like no matter what, there's really one spot on the podium left <laughs> in every race. I, I, don't, I, don't, I think there's two spots two. on the podium in any and, given race. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. one spot is always guaranteed. Yeah. Unless he DNFs, Max Verstappen is on that podium. Usually it's um, going to be on the, the first step. step. <laughs> on the first step. On the, on the top step. I think How that's that true. How did that feel having to say that? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I've come to peace. I've come to peace with it. <laughs> It doesn't give me anger issues. I don't rage every t- three minutes thinking about it, so I'm okay with it. Okay, we're, we're in the corner. Uh, I feel like I feel like yeah, second place is the well, new first place. Yeah. Like, I'm just excited to see who gets second place in any race now. We'll see how I feel next weekend. I can't promise you. <laughs> I won't be angry. <laughs> it's, it's your home race next weekend. You got to be like super territorial and not let Max win, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think just chip him on the well, inside of cops happy. again. Dude, punch him off. Who cares? <laughs> you know, let's just let's make it a less impact, but punch him off. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not that happy. I mean, they had sort of like a. They've, like, I think the last couple weekends they've sort of just had like a, eh, sort of like you know average weekend. Yeah. Yes, um, Gasly has been on a good scoring streak for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they have. I think if they can keep, I think their competition right now is obviously what you see. But you know, if their competition is McLaren, if McLaren can take the steps needed to compete with them, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think listen, we'll, we'll talk about the penalties in the time. Um, moving backwards. Wait, yeah. I would just like to to point out. Um, 
dude, you're really repping that NASCAR Chicago stuff. It's like, are you an ad? <laughs> no, this is uh, like everything so, you got is on. Yes. <laughs> Um, it's like perfectly positioned behind you. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. We talk about the podcast on NASCAR. <laughs> uh, did no. you see NASCAR? No, I definitely did not. We did. Uh, me and Claire went to the Chicago uh, NASCAR street race yesterday. Um, quick sidestep, but it was the it's the first street race that a NASCAR has ever done, um, and it just happened to be in Chicago, which is really nice. Um, it's pretty fun. I've never actually you decided heard the... to get an ugly hat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, True is actually winning the NASCAR Cup right now, um, but it was fun. I've never heard the sound of a V8 engine before, even if it was muffled, so definitely brought up Minor Child. Um, but yeah, they're set to do it for three years. Hopefully next year is a bit more sunny because we got a lot of rain and it was very cold. Um, anyways, back to uh, F1. So... Moving backwards, it's kind of hard to differentiate between anyone from P7, 8, 9, and 10 because they're all sitting on relatively the same points. You have Alfa Romeo, Haas, Williams, and Alfa Tauri. Alfa Tauri, kind of hard to talk about just because a lot of physical contact with other cars this weekend, and you feel like maybe it could have been more if they weren't so destructive with their car. Claire? Oh, okay, so they're going to rename Alfa Tauri next year. Too. And hopefully, well, I don't know what they're going to, they haven't announced that yet. Okay. But they're going to rename it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I don't even know why I didn't know this before, but Toro Rosso just means like. Red Bull. Little Bull. Red Bull. Or it means Red Bull. Yeah. But it, yeah. and then Scooter, Scooteria, which is just like stable, which is just like for Italian teams. I don't know. I was looking at that and I was like, how did I not know that's what was going on there? I'm just silly, but <laughs> I'm gonna cut that part out. <laughs> okay. That whole thing just made me angry. Like it's 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 almost obvious. <laughs> no, it's not even almost, it is obvious what what they stand for. You don't have to be Italian or any other race to know. Like, okay, I'm gonna. We're go just gonna now. move past that. Um, <laughs> Alvatari, not a good weekend. Uh, but let's talk about Haas real quick. Um, Nico Olkenberg has to be one of the standout performers when it comes in qualifying, but Haas probably has to be one of the most underperforming teams when it comes on race base. So how do you guys feel about like their season as a whole right now, rather than just a specific race? It's frustrating. Um, I feel like they're in contention for points and then you just, they just fall back and back and back and out of um, points. And out of the points, or and then just DNF. Mm. It's uh, it's it's, it must be very frustrating for Gunther Steiner because like there's a lot of potential there, but it's just not being transformed into points. Yep. Jakob, your thoughts? Haas, yeah. I mean, they clearly have um, they clearly have an issue with it. Mm. Um, um, with their race base, I think. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. I think, you know, hopefully if it brings some upgrades, it'll sort itself out. But as of right now, they're sort of just like a good Saturday team and a poor Sunday team. Hmm. So we'll, we'll see how... Um, I don't know. Have they brought any upgrades in the last couple of races? I don't think so. Uh, maybe, like, maybe a couple of yeah. rear wings, maybe a couple of front wings, but everybody brings those. 
Yeah, so like we'll see when they bring like a substantial upgrade if they do. Yeah. Uh, if, if maybe they will, that's what they're working on. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see how that pans out towards the second half of the season. Yeah, one thing I'm curious about for them is we got kind of excited at the start of the season because they said they were going to be operating close to the budget cap, right? They saved two hundred fifty thousand with their smaller pit wall and everything. Cool, you guys are making savings where you can, but I think we maybe expected a bit more from them in the way of upgrades and just like race pace. It does. I, they, I don't think they brought very many upgrades this season and nothing substantial. And it feels like they have the same problem every race where they just don't have enough downforce and they just their tire deck is insane every race. So, do you guys think like you know second half of the season where they're really preying on it because it's not looking good right now for them? Yeah, I mean, they need to bring some more upgrades. Uh, if they have the money for it, why isn't it happening is the real question. Maybe there have been some setbacks, but I haven't heard about anything like that. Uh, it is just super perplexing that if you're operating near the budget cap, that you're not like at least making some steps. Yeah. Like I just feel like they're, they haven't changed much, and they just keep having the same results. Mm. Good qualifying, poor race pace. Yep. Um, moving backwards or sideways however you want to call it alfa romeo are also in a very similar situation they got like a few decent points finishes in a couple of races i think they're at nine points right now um i mean it, it's weird because we can i'm pretty sure we can probably all keep saying that you know it's because they're waiting on the audi transition but as a brand name i don't think alfa or alfa romeo want to tarnish it by any margin of the imagination by poor performance because they are supposed to be a namesake for Haas next year um so what do you guys think's going on like do you think it's just a case of you know they're also prepping for a mess upgrade package or they're just done financing this team I'm sure there's been commitments though even before they changed right yep Jakob what do you think no yeah I mean I think they're prepping for a major I think possibly they're prepping for a major upgrade because you would, you know, you you'd think that all big upgrades and sort of um, all of um, sort of their planned upgrades would be committed at the start of the season or towards the start of the mm-hmm. season. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. But um, I think more like more likely than not, um, uh, they'll start performing well when or start rising through the midfield when Audi uh, takes over. Okay. Um. Let's see here. Next team in line would be Williams. I think it's the last team on the list. Um, there's not too much to talk about there. Uh, we are in the same situation as McLaren's about to be in, where Alex had the upgrade last race. We brought Logan the upgrade this race. Um, Alex said Logan did not perform. Uh, well, he got P13, and I think that's performance enough for him. That's better than what he's been doing. But, like, I mean, he did better than Nick DeVries and Oscar Piastri, so it's good enough for me. He did better than the other rookies. With the new upgrade. Even still. Um, Oscar Piastri got set back because he decided to go jump into the side of a Haas. Uh, it seems like a fun thing for people to do these days. For some reason, it's always the Haas getting caught up in a collision. Um, yeah. But Logan Sargent got P13. He also was one of the drivers that didn't get a penalty today. Uh, so that's nice to see. Maybe he could push a bit more. Uh, I think he only got called out on his track limits twice the entire race, which is kind of wild because other people got called out 20 times for it. Yeah, so if he wasn't even pushing the limits, like, that's also concerning. Yeah. As much, or even more so, than people who went over the line trying to find that extra pace. 
Didn't both? I'm pretty sure both Williams drivers got penalties. Nope. Just uh, just Albon. Logan was all in the clear. Really? Okay. Yep. I thought I, talk, I, thought I heard was, him say he got penalties. Uh, I was watching on the uh, Williams app because James Wallace always does a post-race talk about it. And then usually the day after he does a much more extended one. He was like with Logan, we were much more on the safe side of things with the strategy and with his driving. Like we wanted him to hope hope for other people's penalties and so most of his laps were what you they called banker laps where he was focusing on just keeping it in like over the white line uh yeah so i mean you can't ask much more of him right now the car like i said we're still probably the worst car on the grid maybe tied with alpha tari um even with the upgrades so still a slow moving team but we also have some good news that we have an official cto coming in uh, who's going to be taking on two positions until we find a chief of aerodynamics? Um, the name has been it? named. Oh. Yeah, they are keeping it quiet. Uh, but James Valls said that when you guys hear who it is, you won't be shocked. Um, exciting news. Who so, do you think it is? I don't know. I don't know very much. I'm very many of the people on the technical staff for lower teams just because it's kind of hard to find them because they're always cycling mm-hmm. through them. Um, last couple things i want to talk about first one is austria in general as a track track limits has been a very prevalent issue mm-hmm. here um do you guys think maybe we should revert back to how michael massey did it before where during the race there were specific turns where track limits wouldn't be counted against you or do you think that like you know sticking with the you go over the track it's track limits type of deal like how do you guys think there's do you guys think it's a problem first off and if it is then do you uh, what do you guys think would be a good remedy for it? Um, I mean, I feel like it is a problem to an extent. Uh, I mean, Max somehow ended up not having to deal with that. Um, obviously, push. the car. <laughs> the car, yes. Yeah, and the car is perfect for him, right? Um, Lando didn't end up getting penalties. Uh, Oscar didn't either. I don't even care about Oscar, but Lando didn't. Um, I would say that if you don't gain an advantage by going off the track, get, then you shouldn't be penalized for it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that should be taken into account, even though it'd be super tedious and hard to figure out. Yeah, then, uh, obviously yeah. the objective way though, of like just, if you're over the line, you're over the line causes a lot of issues as well though. Yeah. With there being so many penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Come your thoughts. I mean, I think either ways with Massey, it was you still saw like a, some penalties apply. Yeah, it was less to the extent that uh, the new race directors do it, and the new stewards uh, and the stewards apply like over the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nicely. I think I was I the one time that I actually like listened to Alex Albon and paid attention to him was when he was talking about this in the post race show. Mm-hmm. And personally, per, like, you know, he's talking about the wind and how it's constantly shifting and like, it's just difficult for them as drivers to every lap, yeah. like not exceed that by a centimeter. So I think personally, just like, like stick, like, like do like do it like you have like the final corner, like the final corner in Spain where you're coming off and then you have like a grass patch there. Stick some grass or stick some gravel, stick a line of grass and then put like the pavement off of it because then... No driver is going to go off onto the grass. And I think the issue with that is the MotoGP race that's held there and the F1 and the car guys are constantly fighting over what to do with that. But I think if you can find a temporary solution 
uh, where you stick something there and yeah. then take it off a MotoGP or something like that, then you're good. But as of I right now, they... penalty yeah, yeah. Um, They did say that they're planning on putting a couple more gravel traps in and lowering the size of the curbs uh, just to discourage track limits uh, for the future. I mean, we did just get confirmed that this race is going on for another six years, so any remedy would be better. You have another whole year to think about it. But um, just to really enhance the magnitude of the problem, there were over 1,200 uh, instances of track limits throughout the entire race. And if you do some quick math, it's 71 laps for 20 drivers. You have 1,420 laps. You're basically saying almost every single lap was there was a track limit infringement. Now, obviously, there's cases of people maybe doing it twice in a lap or whatever, and uh, like that makes sense. But 1,200 instances of track limits is what is an S to the entire race worth? So maybe it might be a case of you can't extend the track. You can't make it any wider because then that gives drivers rooms to, to, to they will exploit that extra width of the track. You can't make it thinner because then it makes the track slower and nobody wants that. This is one of the most exciting tracks on the calendar. So I think maybe Jakob's idea of, you know, uh, rather than a long, wide curb because drivers aren't afraid of those, uh, maybe a grass patch or a gravel trap or as much as people might hate them, I think that sausage curbs are a really good way of discouraging track limits. People hate yeah. sausage curbs, but if you put a long uh, sausage curb on the left side of turn 10, nobody is going track limits turn 10. And I think that was the most track limits part of the uh, most detrimental part of the track that people were getting like the track limits called on. Them. Yeah, that's true. But I think the problem with that, at least in Austria, is that it is a wet, it can be prone to wet weather races. Yeah. And if you go off, or like even like in a dry race, if you go off or you have an incident there and you're going over the sausage curb and yeah. damage the car, then the teams will, you know, complain and whine, oh, damage, damage, damage. Yeah. So. But then, that I mean, it's then it's the driver and team's fault, though, at that point. Like, um, there's only so much you can do as, you know, a governing body to make the tracks uh, as safe as po possible while making them as competitive as possible. This track is unbelievably competitive. It's also obscenely safe. There are gravel traps and grass everywhere. You can't crash here unless it's to another person. So if you put a sausage curb at the edge of turn 10 or even turn 9, there's a massive gravel trap at the end of turn 10. That's why nobody goes off super far there. And at the end of turn 9, there's just a lot of extra track. So if you're you know yeah. driving too fast into turn 9 and your right-hander's not working, you're understeering, you're just going to hit a sausage curb and go on to some more track. You can come back safely. If you go over the sausage curb on turn 10, you're damaging your car. You're in the gravel trap. You might be out of the race permanently. And that's for your whole thing of don't shoot it too far with the track. Yeah. That and also, True. it doesn't have to be directly on the track. Like, there are obviously sausage curbs that are used to, like, directly on the track limits. These ones can be pushed back maybe, like, half the width of a F1 car. Because then they still have some room to play with with an actual curb. But if they can't play too much with it, like uh, let's say turn four, I think it is, there's a lo really long sausage curb. A lot of drivers are very hesitant <laughs> to hit that one because that obliterates your car. So I feel like uh, yeah. like a sa sausage curbs are a good solution on a fast track like this. It would make the laps maybe two tenths slower at best. Um, but as a permanent solution to it, I think it would be very helpful. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is upgrades for next week. We have, for Jakob, a gargantuan upgrade for Mercedes, which I don't even know how they're affording this, but they have a second yeah, massive... 
they have a second massive upgrade package coming in. Listen, one million dollars over the budget cap is also a seven million dollar pot. We're okay. Yeah. McLaren are bringing the upgrade for Oscar Piastri. Williams are bringing a small upgrade package. Alpine are bringing a small upgrade package. Aston Martin is bringing a large upgrade package. Um, let's see. Alfa Romeo is bringing a new rear wing specification uh, for more downforce. Haas is also doing the same thing. A lot of small upgrades, so don't really feel like going over them. Most of them are just like, you know, new front wing, new rear wing, maybe a slight shift in the shape of the side pods. Uh, but I do want to talk about Mercedes first off. I think they said they're looking at a new floor concept um, mm. and slight changes to the side pods. So what are your thoughts on how the upgrades will go? <laughs> It'll be good. Car go fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need the car uh, to go fast. Yeah, I mean, they've got, I think, I think for the season, they've got like two more upgrades after this one. Mm-hmm. Or is it one more in spawn in their team? Um. Yeah, I think hopefully it makes the car go faster. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a, you know, I think Lewis was saying at the end of the season, hopefully they will have closed the gap to Red Bull. But then the problem is that Red Bull probably just completely focused on next year's car. Yeah, they're probably so, doing that right now, honestly. Yeah, I mean that was a whole like talking point we didn't that we skipped over. Yeah. But, like the whole Red um Red Bull versus. Like Mercedes developing, like dead, like Lewis said, develop at a certain deadline. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, hoping the car goes fast, you know, uh, better weekend for them in Silverstone. They're able to, you know, sort of catch Aston Martin, and um, I'm not so worried about Ferrari and McLaren. We'll see what what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but Aston is their, my, I guess, their main competitor for P2 right now. Yeah, Aston Martin actually is the other team that's bringing a massive upgrade package, which uh, they brought one in Canada. I want to say. Um, so two massive upgrade packages within three races. How do you guys think it's going to go for them? The one that they brought in Canada seemed like a similar to how Ferrari did it, where it's a bit of a sidestep rather than a step forward. So, uh, you guys think it's going to be just like Ferrari this race where, you know, that sidestep actually does lead to a really nice step forward. I mean, that's what they're hoping for. And it, it probably will be, to be honest. Um, I feel like Fernando has been taking advantage of, uh, the car when new upgrades come in and stuff. So. What? Anyone, anyone, anyone remember Fernando's uh, little spiel about this being what when was it? Spain. Uh, it's the last race without a podium, and he's gone like three races in a row without a podium or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, other teams are upgrading very quickly. It's nice to see. Yeah. Um, but I guess kind of still on that same topic, we're closing in on the halfway mark of the. Well, actually, we're probably closer to one third of the way through the season than two uh, than one half. Uh, Red Bull are already at half the points they had last season. Just to reference, they're probably going to break the record again. Um, but the other half of that is that at the second half of the season, um, CFD and wind tunnel time uh, exchanges based on current position. Um, so Aston Martin are going to lose a ton of time. Red Bull's time is going to be identical. Uh, Mercedes is going to be identical unless they intentionally fall back from Aston Martin because they're only three points apart. Ferrari is going to gain a lot of time. Um, Alpine is going to lose or gain time. McLaren gains time. Haas loses time. Alfa Romeo gains time. Doesn't Williams loses time. And Alfa Tauri gains time. Doesn't Red Bull lose time because of the penalty? Well, so that, that's been applied for the entire year. Um, oh, okay. So their time stays identical. Uh, but, so, 
obviously this change in CFD and one tunnel time does change the focus for people. So I'm kind of curious, which teams do you think are going to focus on finishing out this season strong? Um, McLaren, probably. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, McLaren. Yeah. Alpine. Strong. I don't know. Alpine needs to show that their the investment is going to pay off. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, I didn't know why Alpine needed the investment. They're they're a works team. Yeah. Their parent company is Renault, so you know it shows you how much commitment Renault has to their F one. F1 team, mm. but um, yeah, I think I think I think the teams that need to have a good end, sort of good closeout to the season is Mercedes, Ferrari, and Aston, mm-hmm. primarily because we're all hoping that they can challenge Red Bull next year. Yeah, so, so are you saying gonna... that these three teams, because they're the closest ones to Red Bull, they should focus on upgrading their car for the rest of the year, so that way they have a nice baseline for next year? Or do you think? that they should start just working on building a new baseline for the start of next year? No, I, I would hope they... Because if they start on a new baseline again, again, it's just like yeah. Red, Bull have, Red Bull already have such an advantage that what's the point of starting a new baseline? Yeah. You've got a car that's, that's somewhat competitive for Aston, Mercedes, and Ferrari on some weekends. Yeah. So <laughs> just continue, focus on what you've got so far. You know, I know next year... Next year's car will be less of Mike Elliott and more of James Allison from Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we'll see how that goes. And um, hopefully, you know, well, yeah. we want to see Max Verstappen friggin' crush everybody again. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to check on real quick was um, F1 Fantasy. Oh. Uh, they probably haven't put it through yet, yeah. do you think? I already they have, earlier, um... but I just want to double check it for you guys. Um, as far as I'm aware, Claire's still sitting in second place. Uh, Jakob is baby. nowhere to be seen, uh, which is a fun time. Uh... <laughs> um, and I'm not going to say he's at the top because it's pretty obvious, but uh, it's kind of cool. Jeremy. No. Jeremy's at the top. Absolutely not. Um... Jeremy, I'm not even seeing Jeremy's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's kind of cool uh guess who's actually in third right now who uh it's who? uh alex from i think it was episode 12 oh yeah oh. alex reed is in third place yeah he called it, he 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 called it bankrupt lotus and he has oh. uh 2330 points claire sitting on 2487 and i'm at 2600 yeah. So, so what am I at? Close, it's close. Uh, I don't even know which team you are. Are you Blue Flag? No. What's the name of your Wait, team? Oh, oh, I thought we were talking about the one that we, the three oh, of us. Oh, just the three of us? Claire's winning that one right now. Ah, oh, sick. Okay. Go, Claire. Don't let Patrick win. <laughs> I won't let him. It's I by won't a couple hundred points, so it's a pretty massive margin. <laughs> Wait, um, so our so... bet is for the one with the three of us or for the yeah, other one? Yeah, it's, it's for the one with the three of oh, us. Oh, sick. All right, Claire. Um, I'm not sure if we actually said this me. on the podcast, but All right. <laughs> uh, whoever comes in first place gets to make one of the other two people do something on the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll probably wait to do something. I'll <laughs> save Yaka. <laughs> Yaka's not safe from me. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to win. 
Yeah, Jakob's not winning. Uh, he's uh, more than 500 points off of Claire. So unless Claire just doesn't score points for the next couple of weekends, and even <laughs> then that might not be enough. Um, but yeah, that's just a quick update there. Um, we haven't really done predictions, so we'll just do those real quick. Uh, what do you guys think? Who gets P7 through 10 next weekend? P7 through 10? Yes. <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have P10. To We're going to go Alex Albon. Okay. Nine. Uh, Oscar Piastri. <laughs> P8. Lance Stroll. Okay. And P7. Okay. Lando Norris. Okay. Uh, uh, I'd say P7. Lance Stroll. P8. Esteban Ocon. Oh, that's hopeful. P not P nine Pierre Gasly. Oh wow. P ten Lando Norris. That's a step back. Oh my god. Straight to the bottom. <laughs> um P seven Lando. Uh I'm gonna say P eight is gonna be Lance. P nine is George Russell and P ten is Pierre Gasly. Damn, what? What? You were just like sh- shitting out me for putting Lando in P10. You just put George. What the hell? I think Lando's doing better than George. I think he's actually outdone him in the past two races. No, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I, this I'm upgrade package for him is insane, honestly. Like, and McLaren are planning on bringing another one for both drivers of the Hungar ring this year as well. I, dude, I, I want to know what's going to happen with that. Like, Mercedes, you might have one massive upgrade package, but they're planning on only bringing it next week. There's nothing for the Hungara ring planned. I want to see what McLaren's going to do with it. I'm actually, like, it's very exciting. Podium. It's very exciting watching them just because uh, out of all the teams so far, it feels like they're the ones who, even though they're behind Alvin, they feel like they're the ones who are making the largest steps forward towards the top teams. Um, but that's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh... If you guys stayed till the end, let me know if you think that Ferrari is going to take P2 in the Constructors again. (laughs) Um, And you right there with the McLaren hat can take us out. And a slice of pizza.